How do we go into the three weeks? With what inspiration, with what koiches? This sikha is going to give us a very powerful message. Based on the Rebbe's teaching that the Haftarah is always connected to the Parsha, even in weeks when the Haftarah is primarily based more on the time of the year than the Parsha. As been discussed many times with regards to Haftarah of the three weeks of retribution and the seven weeks of consolation, the three weeks from Shiva Osir B'Tamos to Tisha B'Av, and the seven weeks from Tisha B'Av to Resh Hashanah, even though the Haftarists are not chosen based on the theme of the Parsha, nor the Fiyah's man, or the Fiyah's order, rather, they are connected to the time and the events of the year. However, since everything in Teirah is perfectly precise, is verstandig as ich die Haftarists, haben ashaiches nitnor zum Zmana v'hamu'ura, nereich zu it's obvious, it's understood that these Haftarists also are not just going to be connected to the times and the events of the year, but they will be connected also to the Parsha. You'll find a very clear a connection between the Haftarists of this Parsha, Parsha Spinchas, which begins with the words Divide Yirmiyahu. In Onev itself, is We're in the beginning of the Haftarah. It is explained. It is it is relayed how Yirmiya became a Navi. Un Parshas Pinchas to connect that Haftarah with Parshas Pinchas. A statement Medrash the Yalkut Shemini tells us as Pinchas and Yirmiya have embedded the Gestamp in Mispachas Nachria that both Pinchas and Yirmiya originated from a non-Jewish family. Pinchas von Basputiel. Pinchas was the son of Elazar. Who married Basputiel, the daughter of Yisrael? When Yirmiyah mibnei banei Asharachav, and Yirmiyah was a descendant of Rachav. Rachav is the woman that welcomed in the spies that Yeshua sent to Eretz Yisrael, who originally was not a Jew. Later, she was Nizgayer. She converted, but uh, originally there was a non-Jewish family. And both Pinchas and Yirmiyah. And two others that the Medrash mentions there were belittled, were disrespected by the Yidden because of their lineage. Therefore, the Pasik specifically describes Pinchas' lineage back to Aaron Akayin. When Isaiah is their Pasik, Mefarid, and Yichas, and Yirmiya, and the Pasik also expresses the lineage of Yirmiya, that he was from Kayanim. So that the the uh, the Pasik is defending the honor of Pinchas and Yirmiya who were disrespected or belittled by the Yidden because of their Yichas. As Zabar move on. So this could be a connection. Very clearly, they're both they're both coming from a similar place. As Zabar move on, as the Shaykhat Sish and Zeba state need blaze in an ancient Limprat. But it's obvious that the connection between them would not just be in one specific detail. That both of them were belittled by the Yidden and the Torah had to uh, describe their lineage. It must be that in a more general theme, in the Avoid of both Pinchas and Yirmiya, there must be a connection in their not just in their lineage and the fact that they were belittled, but in their Avaidah. And this difference, or this, this connection rather, of their Avaidah, how the Avaidah of Pinchas and the Avaidah of Yirmiya are similar, is reflected in this common theme, the fact that they were uh, 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 they, bo- they were both from Gentile families, which is why this detail is written explicitly in Teresh Valpeh in the Medrash, because this detail is actually an expression of the connection in their Avaidu. So he's saying a very, something very simple. He's saying not only is the connection in their Yichas and the fact that they were belittled by the other Yidin, but really this connection must be much deeper and greater, and it is reflected in this detail which the Medrash brings. So we have to understand, what is this uh, uh, general, more a general connection between Pinchas and Yirmiya um, that is hinted or understood through this Medrash 
about their lineage. Beis Eichtem, first thing, we have another question. The Shaykhs from Aschalas Haaf, Teyre, Divre, Yirmiyo, the Gemar, Tzutlasa, the Poronusa. We understand the, the main part of the Haftarah because it is uh, Yirmiyah uh, rebuking the Yidin and that is what connects to the retribution uh, uh, which, we're, which we're experiencing in these three weeks. But the beginning of the Haftarah, as we're going to see in, in a moment, is just telling us the story of how Yirmiyah became a Navi. How does that connect to the Puranusa, to the retribution of these three weeks? In the Rashtra Tilf and the Raftar, in the beginning of the Raftar, the Vedit Silf, the story is told of how Yirmiya becomes a Navi. And the Pasik says like this Hashem spoke to me, this is Yirmiya speaking, Hashem spoke to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I know I knew you. And I and then the Pasik continues, I am making you a Navi for the nations. Yirmi responds, I don't know how to speak. I'm just a youth. Don't say you're just a youth. I appointed you as a Navi. The Pasuk continues, wherever I send you, you can, you can go. I am with you. You're going to be a, a... I'm appointing you up onto the nations. To crush and to destroy. To build and to plant. I'll call Rao some later. After that, after the Navi continues about the destruction that's going to come because of their uh, misdeeds. In an oven from Makal Shaked, in a manner of an almond stick. In the Haftarah over there, it says, uh, in, the, in the Navi, uh, Hashem says to him, what do you see? And he says, I see a stick with an almond, growing almonds. And, and the Abishter says back to Yirmiya, that's because I'm going to be doing this very quickly. Like an almond that grows quickly, I'm going to be implementing this prophecy very quickly. It's interesting, Rashi brings, um, unrelated to the Sikha, but Rashi brings that a shakid, an almond grows in 21 days, and there are 21 days from Shavuos until Tisha B'Av. Is the from the and because of the second part of the Avteda, where where Yir, prophesizes about the Churban, is why it's connected to the three weeks. But is not moving. But the question that we have is How does the introduction, how Yirmiya became a Navi, how does that connect to the retribution of these three weeks? So we have two questions. Number one, what's the connection between Pinchas and Yirmiya? Number two, what is the connection of the beginning of the Haftarah of Divra Yirmiyo to the three weeks and the concept of Pura Nusa of retribution? So in Sif Gimel, he's going to tell us a more overarching connection between Yirmiya and Pinchas. To call it the Keshachas and Enlach Pinchas and Yirmiya, a more general connection and similarity between Pinchas and Yirmiya is as follows. In the sight from Baden is given as man but Eden is given in Shvala Matzah Benuchmius. In both time, both in, in each of their times respectively, Yidden were in a low spiritual state. By the story of Pinchas, there was the sin of the Yidden, uh, uh, sinning with the daughters of Mayav, as well as the worshipping of the Baal Pa'er idol. In the times of Yirmiyo, there were the prophets of the Baal that were encouraging the Yidin to worship the Baal. As the Nevu of Yirmiyo relates uh, more specifically the situation of the Yidin at that time. When Yadir Funze and each of them, both Pinchas and Yirmiyo, Hadamos, Ma'erik, and Yidin Tsuchuva, were able to awaken the Yidin Tsuchuva. Yirmiyo Duch Divrei Musr. Yirmiyo did so through words of Reproach. When Pinchas Durdem was at Gargit Zimri, in an Eifin Azro, Kulam Shalel Chinam Haragam, but Tosa Gebrach didn't so chuva, and Pinchas by killing Zimri and Pinchas by killing Cosby and Zimri and Cosby in a manner that everybody saw that he didn't kill them for nothing. When Pinchas killed them, he lifted them up on a spear, and everybody was able to see that they were in the middle of an immoral act. And they understood why it was necessary for Pinchas to kill Zimri and Cosby. And Begidin saw this, uh, uh, this action and Pinchas's reaction. This awakened them to tshuva. The Mitis move the pasuk is madgish like Pinchas This explains to us the word b'seicham that Pinchas. The pasuk says Pinchas was zealous uh, for me amongst them. 
the word Vesecham is superfluous. However, the Pasik is actually hinting to us. As the Kanos von Pinchas had a reingedrungen Vesecham, the zealotry of Pinchas permeated amongst the Yidin in the Bnei Yisrael, a reiskiru from Bazeat Nuh from Shuvah, which brought out from within them a mode of Teshuva of repentance, which caused the, the atonement for the Yidin, like the Pasik says, the Abishter atoned for the Yidin. So both, both Yirmiya and both Yirmiya and Pinchas uh, 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 were found themselves with the Yidin in a time of, uh, of, of a low spiritual state, and and um, both worked to bring the Yidin to Tshuva, either through words or through actions. Dasalin is abernit maspik, however, this alone is not sufficient to explain the connection. This concept that to take Yidin that are in a low spiritual state and awaken them to Tshuva is not specifically an accomplishment of Pinchas and Yirmiya. We find this by many Jewish leaders and shepherds, especially by the prophets. So if we're looking for something that connects Yirmiya and Pinchas, we need something more unique. Nor der Tzadashove by stating them Eifen meyuchod von Zeir bringing Eden to Tshuva. What we're going to see, and this is like a, a, a glimpse into the into the into what the Sikh is about to teach us, that the common theme, the common denominator between Pinchas and Yirmiya is how the unique manner in which they brought Eden to Tshuva. There's going to be something that's unique to Pinchas and Yirmiya that is not specifically uh, uh, across the board by all Jewish leaders. And that's where we're going to see the connection of Pinchas and Yirmiya. In Siv Dalid, we're going to, be, to begin to understand the unique connection of Pinchas and Yirmiya. We have to first understand each of them specifically. So in Siv Dalid, we're going to contrast Yirmiya and Yeshaya. To understand who Yirmiya was and how he, how he operated, when he operated, we, we're going to contrast him to, to, to the Yeshaya Hanavi. The distinction, the difference between the Nevoah of Yeshaya and the Nevoah of Yirmiya, the Gemara says as follows. Yirmiya kule korbana, Yeshaya kule nechemta. The Gemara is discussing the order of the Nevi'im, the order of the Sfarim, of the Nevi'im. Yeshaya comes before Yirmiya, etc. So the Gemara explains that, that there, is, there is a method. And the reason is because Yirmiya is all about Khurban, all about the destruction. Yeshaya is all about the consolation. Yirmiya's Nevoah is given back in the Khurban Beis HaMikdash and Golos. Yirmiya's prophecy is primarily about the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and the Golos. Yirmiya lived right before the end of the first Beis HaMikdash and was foretelling the Khurban that was going to come if the Yidin wouldn't, wouldn't Rectify their actions. When Yeshayas, Vegender Yeshua, and their Nochamavas Kumturchir, Yeshayas spoke primarily about the salvation and the consolation that comes from the Yeshua. This is also hinted in their names. Yeshayas is from Lashin Yeshua. Yeshaya comes from the, word, from the word Yeshua, which means salvation. When Yirmiya, and the name Yirmiya is two things. Number one, it has the same letters, Memresh, which means Mar bitterness. Or another connection is as Chazal tell us. Why was his name Yirmiya? Because in his days Yerushalayim became an Irmiya. What is Irmiya? Churva. It was. Uh, it became ruins. So either way, Yirmiya, Yirmiya's name represents destruction and ruins uh, and bitterness, and Yeshaya's name represents salvation. And this connection, this, this uh, uh, difference is also dependent on the time period during which they prophesied. Here the Rebbe quotes from a Sikha of the Free the Rebbe, talking about Yirmiya and Yeshaya. Yirmiya lived in a time of rejection and concealment. When Yeshaya is given in Asman from Giluyim, Yeshaya was in a time of revelation. Yemiya lived in the time of the Churm, which was uh, certainly a time of, of, of darkness 
spiritual darkness and a time where we looked like a rejection from the Abishter. Yeshaya lived in the middle, more in the middle of the time of the Beis Amikdash, which is a time of revelation. Therefore, Yirmiya's prophecy is more on the theme of rejection and concealment. It's about destruction of the Besamikdos, destruction of Yerushalayim. Yeshaya lived in a brighter, more uplifted, uh, revealed time. Yeshaya's nevuah is more about revelation and about consolation about the Geula. And he, he points out over here, Unagam as Eich, and even though also Yeshaya uh, in, uh, contains a lot of reproach to the Yidden, as we see in many different chapters of the Novi Yeshaya, that he is rebuking Klal Yisrael. So much so that the most difficult, the most uh, 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 severe uh, of the three weeks is Chazon Yeshaya, the, the Haftarah we read, the Shabbos before Tisha B'Av, which is actually from the Novi Yeshaya. Nevertheless, the Gemara refers to Yeshaya as entirely about consolation, comfort. Because Yeshaya's Nevuah led to repentance through the, his words, of consolation, of comfort. It leads to be able to speak about the, the geula, the, the redemption that's going to come through the tshuva of Yidin. In other words, even though he does have to sometimes rebuke the Yidin, but from that it leads to the to the nevuah about the geula, which is ultimately the most com comforting and consoling nevuah. Yirmiya, however, his uh, awakening the Yidin to Tshuva was in a way of concealment and rejection. Yeshaya focused on the Geulah that's coming. Yirmiya focused on the Churban that was coming if they didn't do Tshuva. So this is a, a very important distinction when the Gemara says, Yirmiyah is kulei churbana, because everything that Yirmiyah spoke about led to churban, and, and, and even the Yisraelis tshuva was based on churbana, the fact that it's going to be a churban, and Yeshaya, even when he had to speak harshly, it led up to the nevuah about the geula. Thus is the shaykhis, such as Yirmiyah and Pinchas. And this is going to be the connection between Yirmiya and Pinchas. Because also Pinchas, like Yirmiya, accomplished the atonement for Yidin, not in a way of re revealed goodness and revealed godliness, but in a way of darkness and concealment. As we will elaborate on this, in the in the continuation of the sicha, but the nikuda of the answer between uh, to, to explain the connection between Yirmiya and Pinchas is that both operated in a very difficult time, in a time of tchiyav hester, and the way they accomplished what they accomplished was also in this difficult way. Now, so in Sif Dalid we contrasted Yirmiya and and Yeshaya. In Sifhei, in the next few Sifim, we're now going to understand Pinchas a little bit better. We're going to contrast Pinchas and Meshe Rabbeinu. So just to understand the structure here, we started with the question, what's the connection to Yirmiya between Yirmiya and Pinchas? In Sif Dalid, we contrasted Yirmiya and Yeshaya to understand the fact that Yirmiya was in a zman of Hester of, of darkness, of concealment, and his nevuah therefore, was in a manner of darkness. Not like Yeshaya. Now in Sifei, to understand Pinchas a little bit better, we're going to contrast Pinchas and Moshe Rabbeinu. We first have to introduce the explanation in the fact that the Abishter said, as the far was Pinchas, that because Pinchas removed my anger from the Yidden when he acted zealously, and I did not have to destroy the Yidin in my anger. Therefore, the Abish is going to give him the schar from Brisi Shalim of his covenant of peace. And for him and for his children, after him, he will, they will be they will have the gift of Kahuna for eternity. 
So the 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 way the pasuk is phrased implies as an ikir for avos pinchas abakum and demscharfim b'nisus shalem. The main, the primary reason that pinchas received the covenant of peace is al heishvus chamasin al b'nei yisrael v'lechilisus b'nei yisrael because he removed my anger from the yidin and I didn't have to destroy them. Un bekanoyas kinasi b'seicham and the fact that pinchas acted zealously is not a prat and a maim and a musker is only a detail, a, a side aspect. In the story, describing to us what were the means that Pinchas used in order to remove the Abish's anger. In other words, the way the Pasik says it, implies that what was what was the main thing for which Pinchas received the reward for removing Hashem's anger? How did he do it? Through his acting zealously zealously. But the, the, the most important detail here is not what he did, but what he accomplished, which was Heshevaz Hamasi. Isn't it move on? So now it's not understood. The fact that Pinchas removed Hashem's anger. We find this also in Meshad Abbey. Not once, but many times. As it's told over in Chomesh. And the Rebbe references in Hara 24 by the Cheta Egel, by the Misainen, and by the complainers in Parshas Baloischa, by the Miraglim in Parshas Shlach, and even in Parshas Kairach. We find Moshe numerous times coming before the Abishter and trying to calm the Abishter's anger. And what is the Chidus Pinchas? Was Davke M is the from What is unique about Pinchas that he received the covenant of peace, and not Moshe Rabbeinu who did the same thing many times before? Nochmer. Additionally. Not only do we not find that Moshe received the covenant of peace for him and his children, not Adrab, quite the contrary. We find that the Abishter declined to give him a schar. Abgizak means he he told him no. He 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 declined to give him this 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 uh, type of reward. As Chazal tell us that which is related later on in our parsha, as the mitzvah meishat kibetan by the mevishtin yifkid Hashem ish aleido when Meishar Rabbeinu asked Hashem to appoint a person that will lead the congregation. Meishar intended that his children should inherit his honor. They should succeed him. And did not agree. take Yeshua and appoint him as the next leader. And Moshe's great greatness was not passed down to his children after him. So not only does Moshe not get Brisi Shalom, even when Moshe specifically asks that his children should succeed him, David just says no. So the question is, why? What is unique about what Pinchas did? Uh, that he received this covenant of peace for him and for his children, and Moshe doesn't get it. So, in Sivav, he's going to explain the difference between Pinchas and Moshe that will help us understand what was so special about Pinchas. Amongst the differences uh, between the Aveda of Moshe and the Aveda of Pinchas. And we're going to have two differences. Aleph, by Moshe is the Heshev is Hamasi given to them as a Mispalog given by Moshe Rabbeinu, how did he remove Hashem's anger? Through davening. Moshe davened to Hashem, and, 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 and he caused that Hashem from above should nullify the decree against the Yidin. It was, Pinchas, it wasn't through davening. Pinchas actually did something. And he acted zealously, but there was an action that he took. Especially according to the emphasis that we made in previously in Siv Gimel, that it was that through his acting zealously, this impacted the Yidin. So his actions uh, uh, triggered the Yidin that they should do tshuva. And that caused the atonement upon the Yidin. So Moshe acted through davening, and Pinchas acted through an action. Base another distinction. Moshe gave up his life for the Yidin. As we see it from the Pasuk, he told the Abishter that if you don't forgive the Yidin, remove my name from the Sefer Torah, from the Sefer that you wrote. I don't want to have anything to do with this, unless, um, which means he gave up everything. His entire 
life, which was Teira, he was giving it all up for the Yidin. But it was on a Sidis Nefesh beside Neshama. This is only Mesiris Nefesh on a Neshama level. Which means his body wasn't in danger. No one was threatening to kill him. He was giving up his spirituality. He was giving up his purpose. He was giving up the, 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 the Teira that he brought for Yidin. So that's a, 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 a Mesiris Nefesh on a Neshama level. But Pinchas is given Mesiris Nefesh Kipshutah. However, by Pinchas, he was risking his own life, not just his neshama, his guf. His life was in danger. First of all, we, we, we spoke about this in last week's sikha, that Pinchas was considered a reidif. Reidif is a halachic concept that if someone is pursuing you to kill you, you're allowed to kill them first. So since the Pinchas was acting in a manner of halacha of Ein Meirin Kain, that even though he's allowed to do so, but Bezdin would not give a ruling to him to do so, therefore he was considered a Raidif. And if Zimri would, would, would get up first and kill Pinchas, he would be justified in doing so. So when Pinchas attacking Zimri, Pinchas was risking his life. Additionally, the Chazal der Tzelen, Ashevet Shimon atim gevolt ha'arginin, when there is nitzel gevon b'derech nes. This Chazal tell us that the whole Shevet Shimon, they stood up against and they said, look at this Ben Put, uh, 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 this descendant of Putiel, Shepitim, he comes from idol worshippers. He's gonna, he's gonna do this kind of stuff. They wanted to kill him. And it was only miraculously that Pinchas was able to get away. Now, let's just, Clarify or point out that it's obvious that the fact we don't find by Moshe the Messias Nevesh of the Guf does not mean, God forbid, that he wouldn't be ready for it if it was necessary. Had Messias Nevesh been warranted, Moshe would have been ready for it. Nor does his farewell need them, need in them his besides an Aveda. But this was not his Aveda. Moshe's Aveda was not Mrs. Nefesh Beguf. Moshe's Aveda was Mrs. Nefesh beside the Neshama. And therefore that's what he offered. Had you needed that, he would have got he would have done it. Moshe was would have done anything. But if we look at them in re, in, in, in reality, Mr. Pinchas risked his life. Moshe risked his Neshama. So that's the two differences. Moshe is through Davening, and Pinchas is through. Avoida, Moshe is Mr. Snefesh on a Neshama level, and Pinchas is Mr. Snefesh in the real world. Since Siv Zayim, we're going to explain this. What is the reason, what is the background to, the, to these differences? Nikuda Sabir in the Mahafresh and the Vedas Mesh and the Vedas Pinchas, the explanation in a nutshell. Moshe's Avoida is given me Derek Mamayla Lamata. Moshe's Avoida operated in a way of Melamayla Lamata from above to below. Mitzat Gilui Oir, through the revelation of light. Moshe would bring a, a great revelation, a lot of light, and that would overwhelm the negativity, whatever, whatever it was, and it would dissipate. However, Pinchas operated from below to above. To refine the below. And that we elevated to above. So to use a modern day expression, Moshe's Avedah was bringing heaven down to earth, and Pinchas Savede was bringing earth up to heaven. The and we'll see the difference in a moment. They're far, but let's still carry on with this, uh, with this, with this approach. Is thing, besides the fact that Moshe received the Torah from above and brought it down to below, the whole concept that Moshe's Indian is Torah is consistent with Milamayla Lamata with Gilu Er. Moshe uh, 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 received the Torah and passed it down to Zion and Talmidim. Len mitidin Torah, Moshe's uh, 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 thing, Moshe's life was to learn Torah with Yidin. Which Torah protects from the negative things. In the making from Torah er, because Torah is light. Er pushes away, dispels the darkness. The darkness ceases to exist when you have a lot of light. It automatically pushes away the darkness. Darkness is not there. So Moshe's Avedah, because Moshe is Melmaila Lamata, Moshe's Avedah is Teira, because Teira is Melmaila Lamata, Teira is Eir, and the way it deals with Cheshech is by overwhelming it, and, and the, the earth is dispelled. Pinchas ha-turch zayna veideh, ufkitam ba'idin ditnu ufun tshuva. However, Pinchas is not Teira, 
Pinchas' way is by dealing with the bad, by dealing with the below. By, and and in, a, in a case of where there's a, 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 a misdeed, an improper action, tshuva. Tshuva means that you go back to what you did wrong and you, and you repent for it. You return to the Abishter. So Moshe is coming from above through Teira Gilu Er, and Pinchas is working with the Mato. The same thing applies to their own personal Aveda. Moshe is Aveda serving Hashem was primarily from his Neshama. And the Aveda from Pinchas is from the Guf. And Pinchas served Hashem more on a Guf level. And he explains. Then the Aveda is Mitzad Gilu Er. When the Aveda is because of the revelation of light, it primarily affects the goat, the neshama, because the neshama is able to to receive these revelations. So when, when you have a lot of light, the neshama experiences the light and is able to serve Hashem because of it. But this light does not permeate, does not does not uh, 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 affect so much. The, the below, the goof. Even though obviously the revelation of the soul is going to impact the body. Does not transform the goof that it should be able to become, a, 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 to receive the light of the neshama. So there is an impact, but it's not a full-fledged impact. And therefore, if you're operating on a gili air level, you're going to operate primarily with the neshama. But if you're operating with the mata, the aved, the mata, the mata, the mata, the when, 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 when you're going on, on the Pinchas path, which is working with the Mata, then the Aveda is not so much to overwhelm the goof with light, but to refine the goof and work with it and elevate it. And we'll see in the next column, but I just want to uh, make sure you're following these two things, Aleph and Beis, one Tfila versus Aveda, and Beis, Mesiris Nevis, Mesad Neshama, Mesad Neshama, Mesad is going to is going to be dependent onto these two part last these last two the, the, these the two parts of the first column of three forty six. The first column where he says he says he says uh, versus Chuva. That's Moshe and Pinchas's impact respectively on the Yidden. Neshama and Guf is Moshe and Pinchas's impact respectively on themselves. Before we get to that, he adds one nukuda. In them is Eich Hashaych Etzish and Pinchas Metelio. This also connects Pinchas Elio. Remember Chazal Pinchas Elio, as Chazal tells us that Pinchas is the same person as Elio. But Eich Elio is Aved is given Mederach Mamatel Milo. Uk Yedua as the Aved of an Elio Big Matiria Nun Beis is Bidur Vezicha Chaguf Shem Ban. Elio is also the Aved of a Matel Milo. Elio also works with the Mata, and in the in Mamar Echsilus it explains uh, 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 to. to uh, to make some sense of it is that Elio's name is Begimatia 52, which is the Shame Ban. Ban is the is the Nishama below versus Shame Ma, which would be the Melamila Lamata. Ban is Melamata Lamila. So Elio, which is Begimatia Ban, is the Aveda Melamata Lamila, which which explains the consistency between uh, uh, Pinchas and Elio, because both are operating in a Melamata Lamila Dikanaita. And now this explanation now helps us understand the, the two differences that we had before between, it's mentioned before, between Moshe and Pinchas. Because Moshe operates from therefore he was able to accomplish that through his davening, Hashem should come from above and remove the Gzeda, the decree from the Yidden. Pinchas did it through his own Aveda and through the Chuva of Yidin, because since Pinchas operates in a Milmatalamaila way, so therefore the way he accomplished what he has to accomplish is through Chuva and through Aveda. Bez, the second thing we said before, Ms. Mesha is Mrs. Nevis and Sadanishama, and Pinchas is Mrs. Nevis and Sadaguf, but Mesha is given Mrs. Nevis and Sadanishama. Because the neshama, like we said in the previous paragraph, in the previous column, when there's a gilim melmaila lamata, this affects the neshama more than the guf. And since Moshe is melmaila lamata, therefore it affects the neshama. Pinchas is melmaila lamata, which affects more than the guf than the neshama. And therefore, when Pinchas came to Avedim and Sidis Nefesh, my Moshe was expressed in the in the melmaila lamata, in the neshama. I'm sorry, and by Pinchas in the guf. 
and the, and in the brackets he adds a another uh, uh, a nekuda where you see that Pinchas was mitzada guf. The first This is why the Zayar explains that Pinchas rectified the sin of Nadav and Aviu. But the Zayar had this given in them was in Bazicharu's giruf and them kiloyin and Shama lelokus. Nit mit nemedik Zayar guf. Their sin was that they expressed the yearning of their neshama to Hashem, and they did not take along the guf. They left the guf behind, like the like the Gemara tells us. Sreifas neshama veguf kayam. The, the, the goof, the, sorry, the neshama got burnt up, but the goof remained intact. The goof wasn't part of this journey. And Pinchas is Mesiris Nefesh, which was a goof level Mesiris Nefesh. He was risking his life of his body. Therefore, he was able to uh, rectify the sin of those who did not include the goof in their journey. So now that we understand the Pinchas Zavedim Sadaguf explains this Nakuda that Nadav and Aviyu did not uh, uh, take along their guf on their journey, and therefore Pinchas, who is a guf person, meaning to say that he's Avedim Sadaguf because he's an Avedim from below to above, which incorporates the Mata, the below, to transform it and elevate it, which includes the guf. Therefore, he was able to rectify the hate, the sin of Nadav Aviyu. So what we have is. The fact that their Avedis were different, we now understand why their Avedis were different, because Moshe is Melmaila Lamata and Pinchas is Melmata Lamaila. And now in Sivches, we're going to talk about the outcome. What is the impact of their differences? How, what's the relevance? The difference in the outcome of, in the impact of these two different approaches in Aveda. When you operate like Moshe Rabbeinu, when it's a great revelation of light. So the below becomes illuminated and therefore permeated with the revelation of light. But it doesn't refine the matter. It just overwhelms it. It's possible as that when the revelation stops, the below remains in the previous state. It goes back to square one. Which is, why, which is why we find that even though my batantera, their zuama, their tuma stopped. Everything was cleared up when the Abishta gave the eagle. There was still a possibility afterwards for them to worship the eagle. And then their impurity returned. If Matan was Mizakh the Mata, if it refined them, then how did they even how were they even capable of the Khata Eagle? Obviously, it, it, it was a temporary impact. But if you're coming from below, the below is becoming refined and elevated. This is an initial kayama. This is something of permanence. And therefore, the atonement that Pinchas accomplished was not a one-time thing. It became something consistent and continuous. As the Sifri says on the Spasik, the Zifri says that till today, Pinchas continues to stand and atone for the Yidin until Tchies HaMesim. Another expression which is brought in the Gemara in Sanhedrin in Ara 44, This atonement is, is, is capable of continuing forever. So because Pinchas... Because Pinchas operated within the Mata, he was able to change the Mata, so the impact of his actions were forever. This explains why this reward of the covenant of peace for him and for his children for eternity is he giving given that which Pinchas was given specifically to Pinchas? Because the way Pinchas removed Hashem's anger was in a way that it would be continuous. Is eich this char midikinegad midus and this char is measure for measure. As the bris he shalom v'nimshach leilutari achrav on ayavsik that the. Uh, 
schar that he's given is that he has the covenant of peace also continue, uh, continuously for eternity. So our original question in the beginning of Sifei is why does Pinchas get this schar and not Moshe Rabbeinu? And the answer is that the difference between Moshe and Pinchas is that Moshe operates so he's able to accomplish a lot of things but one thing that he cannot accomplish is that that Whatever he does should be long term. Mashaiki Pinchas, because he works with the Mata, is able to a cause that what he does should be long term, and therefore the schar of the long term Brisi Shalom was given to Pinchas and not to Moshe. Now we understand a, a, a lot better who Pinchas was and what he accomplishes. Now we'll go into Siftes to understand the connection between Pinchas and Yirmiya. Which we said in the end of Sivdalat Kidil Kamon. All we said was that they both operated at a time of Tchiyav Hester, and they accomplished what they accomplished in a manner of Tchiyav Hester of rejection and concealment. Kidil Kamon, as we will explain later. So now we're going to get back to it. Based on this, we can now understand the connection between Pinchas and Yirmiya. As we discussed earlier in the, in the difference between Yeshaya and Yirmiya, Yeshaya is going to when Yeshaya is going to lived at a difficult time. And Yeshaya lived in a time of revelation. This is the cause for the difference. Between serving and doing the Aveda in a from above to below manner or in a manner of from below to above. The Aveda is mitzad mitzad When you operate from above, it's you do it with the revelation, which is on a neshama level, like we said before by Mesha Rabbeinu. But it's just the Aveda, which in the case of Yeshaya versus Yirmiya would be more consistent with the Aveda during the Beis Amikdash. The time of the Beis Hamikdash, which was a time of comfort and consolation, However, the is in them art But when you want to operate with the Mata, you have to go to the place of darkness, to the place of concealment, and you have to work with the Mata over there. So therefore. Just like we said that by Moshe is Mamaila Lamata and Pinchas is Mamata Lamaila, if you were to use the same concept of Yeshaya and Yirmiya, Yeshaya is Melamaila Lamata because Yeshaya is in a time of Giluyim, and Yirmiya is in a time of Milamat, is, is, is working in a way of Mamata Lamaila because he's in a time of darkness. But by Adam Pratius, and if we were to apply this to the person individually, personally, is thus the Avedits Mavarazain and Usaidlin them Guf and Afshi Abhamasakal when we say when we, when we say tchiyavaster, what do we mean? So if you're talking about the person personally, it means the Aveda to work with his goof, with his nefesh abamas, with his immediate part of the world. When in klolos asman, and, and, and in a more general way, is as the Aveda in zman agolos churbana. It means the Aveda during golos need to nispolven from the shverekait and the nesien of the tchesach agolos not to be affected by the darkness and by the struggles of the darkness of golos. To the point that you'll be able to transform the darkness into light. So the Aveda of Yirmiya is working with, if we were to apply it to the person individually, it means to work with his guf and nefesh abam, is not with his neshama so much, like Moshe Rabbeinu or Yeshaya. And if we're talking about the world, it's to fight the darkness of Galus and turn it into light. Oh. And now we're going to see that there was two things about Pinchas and Yirmiya. One, that they originated from non-Jewish origins. And two, that they were disrespected by, by, by the Yidden. So we're going to see that the, 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 this affects these two things of the individual and the impact on the world, which we keep on going back and forth. Because the fact that they were from non-Jewish origins, that, that affected them. The fact that the Yidden disrespected them, that would have impacted their, their uh, work with the Yidden. And yet they, they were able to do so. And this is connected with the fact that they both originated from non-Jewish origins and the Yidin uh, uh, belittled them for it. In this aspect is where we see the common theme how they operated from within the below. 
whether it's regarding them individually. To be able to uh, uh, refine and elevate their own below. Mishpachas Nochri is their origins. And also with regards to the impact on their surroundings, the world, despite the fact that they were being belittled by the Yidden, they were able to awaken the Yidden to Tshuva. And where do we see this, that, that, that this was a melmata a mile away? So he says, explains like this, when there's melmaila lamata, even the impact that it does have on the mata is only on the mata that does not directly oppose the light. If the mata, if the below is so low that it is fighting the light, then the earth doesn't reach there unless it breaks it. But, but, so you can't, mata, there would not have been able to be an impact on the yidden who are trying to fight uh, Pinchas and Yermia. However, where there the Avaid is, you're working with the Mata to refine it and to elevate it. You can even refine the very Mata, the very below, that's combating the holiness. You're able to uh, refine this darkness to the point that it becomes light. So now we understand very clearly, and if you remember in the beginning of the Sicha, the Rebbe said that there is something, a more closed Dika connection that is reflected in this, which the Medrash says that they were from Mishpachas Nachriyas and the Yidn were Mazalzal in them, the Yidn belittled them. Uh, because, because we're trying to, the, what the Madrish is referring to, according to the Hezber of the Sicha, is the fact that both Yirmiya and Pinchas operated in Bederach Milmata Lamaila, working with the Mata, excuse me, working with the Mata to elevate it and to transform it. And that is seen on two levels one on a personal level, two on a world impact level. And this you see in those two Pratim that the fact that they were Mishpachas Nochriyas is their own. Uh, mata that they have to work with. The fact that the Yidin were mezalzal them is the is the is the lowness of the world that they have to work with, and they succeeded in both of them because they operated They were able to go down into the mata and work with the mata to tr- to change them, elevate them, and uh, transform them to light. So we've thus answered our the, the first if we did not yet answer. The second, if the question, what is the shaykh, is the connection of the first part of the Haftarah, how Yirmiyah becomes a Navi to, uh, to the three weeks. And first we're going to learn the, the Hira from the Sikha in general, and that's going to lead us to, that's going to, lead us to the beginning of the Haftarah. The Hira from the Menavid is the lesson for this in Avodah Vapayal. There are certain people that are very passionate about neshama things, soul things, learning, davening, etc. But they don't work with their guf. They learn, they learn and they daven, but they don't work on their guf to change their guf, that their guf should become more refined. And the same thing we have in a more general way. You could find a person that will work with his guf. However, remains in his own space. He doesn't engage with the outside world with another yid. So again, these two paragraphs, the first one is referring to the person himself, that he works with, with his neshama, not with his guf. In the second paragraph, he's referring to the person versus the world, that even if he does work with his guf, but it's only his own, he doesn't work with the world out there. Darf Mavisam, you have to know, that this seder is not necessarily guaranteed to last. When he's engaged with neshama things, he's learning, he's davening, so he stands on a lofty level. 
when he has to go eat or drink or go into business, he has to work with worldly matters. He's not only does is he not able to elevate his goof, but but his engagement with the world with goof things actually drags him down and makes him more materialistic. And again, let's talk about the person, the way he interacts with the world. He might be that when he's in his own space, he's in, he's in a state of perfection. But if he ever has to go out into the world, meet in chutz with the outside, the chutz, the outside, is going to drag him down from his lofty, from, from his lofty level. level. The river fathered sich for the meeting, therefore, is demanded of the yid, is required of the yid. That together with the, more, with the more internal aveda, working with himself with his neshama, he has to also engage with the outside world. As far as the chutz, the outside world, that there's nothing lower than it. That also the most furthest chutz, the most furthest, furthest outside, should be. Come a, a receptacle for the wellsprings of Tayro Mitzvis, because only when you engage with the outside world and you work with it and you refine it can you be guaranteed that you will be the influencer of the of the world and not be influenced by the world. And this also connects to these three weeks. The fact that the Ebister sent the Yidin into Golos so that, with the purpose that they should uh, uh, refine the Golos things to the point of transforming them, remaking them, and transforming the darkness into light. So the fact that we are in Golos right now is with a mission, with a purpose, and we have to be able to do this and go out into the Chutz and, 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 and change the Chutz, change the outside world and lift it up. However, he's gonna, he's gonna, gonna claim, he's gonna argue. After all, how will he be able to survive uh, such a dark time of rejection and concealment? Especially since we're demanding from the person that not only he shouldn't be affected by the darkness, by the concealment, but rather he should transform these days into days of joy. You're telling the person that he should work with the chutz, he should go into galus and change the galus, and not only not to be affected by it, but to transform it. How am I supposed to do so? It's dark. It's it, 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 it's there's concealment. What do you want? And this is for this comes the answer from the very from the haftarah from the very first Shabbos of the three weeks. And prefaces before telling us about the retribution, the lineage and the beginning. Of Yirmiya and his prophecy, Ben Chilkiyo Mina Koyanim, saying that he comes from Koyanim. And the story how he was afraid to become a prophet for the nations. Don't be afraid of them, because I am with you. So Abishter is with him. The Abishter gives him all the necessary uh, strengths that he needs to remake and to have the impact on the nations and the kingdoms. And the same thing applies to each person in their own individual That despite the darkness of the time of Golos, he's being given all the necessary strengths that he needs in order to remake and, and transform the concealment into light. So this is a very, very powerful message, short but power, but powerful, that a person should not be afraid of fighting the gullos, fighting the darkness, saying, who am I? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? The answer is, don't be afraid, I am with you. The Abish is just giving us the keiches that we need. And as if Yudbeis is going to elaborate on this uh, uh, by, by actually uh, uh, explaining this within some of the psukim of the beginning of the Aftarah of Yirmiya. 
and it, and and how it applies to us individually. We know that the fact that the neshama came from above, down below, into our body, is is mamish a galus for the neshama. So all of this that we're saying until here applies to each person individual in the elam katan adam in the microcosm of the human world. When the neshama comes down into the three Week plus the pronouns are three weeks of retribution. The three levels of retribution refers to Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya. Already in Bria, even though it's the most spiritual of these three, but Ra begins to exist over there. Hey, Psychon, the Nishama to Shrekin. The Nishama begins to become fearful. How is she going to be able to fulfill her mission in the Gullus of this world in Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya? So, when the Nishama glaikh, when the Nishama glaikh, so right away at the beginning of this descent, we tell the neshama. In the first of the three weeks, which is the beginning of the descent into Galus. Before you were formed in the womb, in the stomach, I knew you. And before you came out from your mother's womb, I sanctified, I made you holy. I made you into a prophet for the nations. The host is supposed to shrek and zich for thine shlichus. So that a novi lagoyim, you have no reason to be fearful of your shlichus to become a novi for the nations, which in this case we, we're touching it. The avedim from avares and them goya shervekirbecha to work with the goy within you. Them guf and avshabam is to chalk chabayilam. Don't be afraid to to work on your own goy. Vile aleph the terem et sarcha bevetni yaticha before you were formed. I know you. To us the neshamet kedusha. Achelik and the kami malamis. You have a holy neshama. A piece of Hashem was irshayish his hecher from their mocker ayurida b'terem etzarcha Even before you were formed, which means even before you started going down into descending into this world, your neshama comes from higher higher than that. So whatever this world has to, to throw at you, your neshama supersedes that. Beis b'terem teitzei mirecha mikdash ticha. Nit nor has to add neshama kedushin. Not only do you have a, a holy neshama that mikdash ticha, I made you holy. Migreitut suba meimoy b'terem teitzei mirechem. You are prepared before you go before you come out of the womb when you're still in the mother's womb. Milam di neisik kol aterukula. You're taught the entire tera. When a gamer b'shasev et gibarim kum tamalach omishakek kol aterukula. Even though right before he's born. The Malach comes and makes him forget the Teda. It's not begali. That's only on an external level. Our Bipnimius blighted this by him. Internally, everything he learned in his mother's womb remains with him. And this gives him the strength that even in this world, he should be able to learn Teda via the Skilanim as he did in his mother's womb. So, these are the two things that Hashem says. You have a holy Neshama. And I taught you Torah, so this gives you Kaychus. I don't know how to speak, because I'm just young. It's true that intern, on an internal level, on a deeper level, he has the whole Torah. But externally, I'm just a child, I don't know anything, I don't know Torah. If you're talking about my Neshama, uh, uh, the fact that I'm working with with, with with what I have on the inside. He has enough internal strengths not to be affected by the world. But if you're asking me to speak, to, to be, become a prophet and influencer to the nations, which we said before, in this case, the guy we're talking about, the guy, he's not on. I'm young, I have nothing. And for the neighbors, just neighbors, answers him, he continues going. Don't say you're young. Wherever you're going to go, I'm going to send you. Wherever you're going to send you, wherever I send you, you should go. Don't be afraid of them. Because I'm with you. Not only does he have a piece of Hashem. And not only does he have this strength. With the, from the fact that when he was in his mother's womb, he learned the entire Torah, even afterwards. comes down into the goof in the Galos. He's given the Kaychas, I am with you, says Hashem. He is in his Lamata in the below. He should be able to fulfill the Shlichas. I'll call Asher Asher for everything that I send you. To accomplish within 
the nations and the kingdoms when it made the covenant in both both paths. To destroy the to destroy the evil. In the matter in, in, in the path of good to build and to plant the the, the good things. And even more that we're warning him, don't be afraid of them because you might fall before them. You might be made to be afraid before them. Don't think you can suffice by saving yourself. Saying I'm too young, I'm too unprepared. We tell him that because you find yourself in a body in this world, he is there, Matze from Veltnegeadir. You're engaging in the world. So the state of the world affects you. If the Vils Bavarin from Achitcha Lefneim, if you don't want to be cut down before them, is Altechas, that you can't be scared of them. So it's made up and Sumach and the Velt, don't be afraid to turn this world into a dwelling place for Hashem. In other words, not only do you have to work with yourself, Knowing that you have a holy neshama, knowing that you have the teda within you, and knowing that the neshama is coming with you, but you have to also go out into the world and not be afraid of the world. Because if you're not, if you're afraid of the world, then the world will take you down. Through the alveid in this manner, will very very quickly merit that pinchas who is will come to inform us the coming of Mashiach, which will come and reveal us. Re uh, and re redeem us with the Gula Amitus Vashlema, may it be speedily in our days.